Hey everybody, welcome back to Rebootleggers. This is a comedy podcast where we reboot every piece of media, whether you like it or not. I'm Scott Owen. I'm Frank Sarah. And joining us today is author, guest, BJ Mendelson. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for Thanks coming. Thanks for having me. Uh, we just already thanked BJ before we started recording, but we had to thank him again on the record. So it might have been, <laughs> might have been weird behind the scenes. Um, but... So BJ has come to us with a great idea that why don't why don't you pitch it to us BJ so that we can get it from you on the show. But we've already yeah. accepted your pitch, but we we still want you to pitch it to us. I think it'd be hilarious if we remade Terminator 2 as a elementary school production. Uh that that's played completely straight. This is great. So you <laughs> This is great, especially because I don't I don't think you had any way of knowing this, but Almost exactly a year ago, we rebooted Terminator 1 as a cartoon set in a high school. Uh, so we're I like, did not. yeah, so we're going, we did Terminator 1 as high school, and now we're doing, we'll do Terminator 2 as, we'll take it further back to elementary. Mm-hmm. We'll just skip over middle school because nobody gives a shit about middle school. <laughs> um, but so why don't, who, one of, one of the two of you, uh, give me a good, just a brief summary of original Terminator 2 for anybody who hasn't seen it. It is 2018, so I think it's possible that some people haven't seen Terminator 2 these days, which is weird, but it's 27 years old, guys. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's old. <laughs> uh, so g- give me, BJ, why don't you start us and then maybe Frank fill in any gaps, but how does, what's Terminator 2's deal? Well, Terminator 2 is, is often referred to as the good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and essentially, it's a, a remake of the first one. Uh, there's a lot of big action set pieces. It's a lot of fun. It, it's big. It's stupid. Uh, but at the time, it was sort of revolutionary in terms of like special effects. So it's also like one of the first big spectacles that people saw on screen in the early, in the early 90s. So that yeah. was sort of a big attraction to it. There's a liquid guy who's made of liquid yeah. metal. I was, That's right. I was honestly, mm-hmm. when you mentioned the special effects, I was starting to think like, what were the big ones in that movie? And it took me like a full five seconds to remember Liquid Metal Guy and be like, oh yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, the, the highway chase also. Yes, that's a very uh, good scene. That was that was a high watermark for I, I forget what year it came out. Ninety one. Okay, so it predates Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you got to remember, like, this was the high watermark for special effects until Jurassic Park that came out. That explains a, that, yes, that puts this into a lot better context for me. I didn't realize, yeah, it's a whole two years before Jurassic Park. For anybody who hasn't seen the movie, just Google Terminator 2 highway scene and just watch that one scene. If, like, if you, yeah. don't, if there's, if you don't watch any more of Terminator 2, just watch that scene. But then also go watch the rest of Terminator 2. Um, Frank, what, what do you remember of this movie? Have you seen this movie, Frank? I've 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 seen the film. Yes. Good. Okay. Um, good. <laughs> so let's see. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He, he comes back. It. Well, he's back, but he's not the same one as the first one. He's the other one, right? Yes. So he's the T eight hundred, the version eight hundred Robo murderer, and he has a he has a flesh body on top of a metal body. He's a robot. He's a he's a robot man. But is he, he from? Like and he's from. Where's he from? He's he's from the future this time, right? Because they send him he, right. this time. It's John Connor that sends him back in Terminator. Yeah, two, I mean he's right? always yeah. from the future, but now it's just yeah, the yeah, good yeah. guys Both sent times. him back instead of the bad guys. So this so instead of being evil, he got hacked and reprogrammed to be good, and then he gets sent back to kill the new fancy version of Terminator, the T one thousand, who's yes. all like 
morphing liquid metal and he can like well so he can do whatever he wants technically but all he does is turn his arms into swords he, he and can also transform into people yeah, yeah, yeah. he shapeshifts into different people to trick other people and then stab them with his arm swords with his arm swords the only approved weapon that they really had at the time <laughs> i think he shoots a gun at some but he has to hold the gun he can't turn he into a gun right gun. yeah i don't think he could turn into a gun that would have been very cool now in i don't know that we ever want we should really be bringing it up but in terminator 3 isn't that terminator also a liquid terminator or no the lady it's, terminator i talk about uh i don't know i can't remember it was it was so bad that the second i finished watching it i was like <laughs> delete that didn't happen so yeah terminator arnold comes back from the future he he because of the way time travel works, clothes do n- can't go to, to the past, so he shows up yeah. naked, um, and he steals clothes from a biker in a biker bar. Man, I, I, don't, I don't know that I fully grasped the, uh, the, the weight of turning this into an elementary school production, because <laughs> just all the scenes that we're going to have to he figure out. He spends a solid three minutes this just is nude while people check him out. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay. If you, if you go back and you watch that bar scene, there's a part where he walks by a waitress, and the waitress just stops what, what she's doing and just looks right at his dong. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be and it's just like it's this just like clear frame shot of her like looking down and then holding it i i don't remember that scene but i believe you so this will be um yeah I, so terminator arnold the t-800 is he spends the movie defending um 12 year old john connor and his mom sarah right. connor from the t-1000 12 year old john connor who's kind of an insufferable prick but he like because the- John Connor's going to grow up and lead a revolution against the evil robots, so he has to make it that long until he can do that, basically. Does yeah, John- but the whole time, the Go whole ahead. time you're rooting for him to die. Yes, you hate him so yeah. much. He's a he's a hacker though. He's a good hacker who can hack <laughs> ATMs. And he, um, I I can't remember before. Does he is he aware of his destiny before Arnold shows up? Like, did his mom yeah. tell him? He's kind of jaded about it. He doesn't believe her. Okay. Yeah. And she starts out in like a mental institution, right? Right. Yeah, That's she's where... crazy. Oh, right. And then, so then Terminator breaks her out and there's that iconic, come with me if you want to live. That's in that movie, right? Or is that Terminator 1? It's got to be Terminator no, I think Terminator that's 2. in every movie. Every single movie ever made. I think every single one they say that. Every Terminator or just sa- every yeah, movie it's... ever? Someone says it in each Terminator movie. Okay, but that, this is the one where Arnold says it. That makes sense. Um, their ultimate strategy is to defeat the to di- like dismantle the company that creates the technology that eventually turns into Terminators. Right? That's right. Their, that's, that's right. So then they 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 do it, and then they the they have to kill Arnold because he's also that technology. He goes into a a, a lava pit. They've got like right. a bowl of lava. lava yeah. And he thumbs up at the end, and it's very cool. Um, but also stupid. It's also there's stupid. A, there's a piece of his arm that they leave behind. Right. Yeah, they do a really bad job. Basically, I think the point of every single one of these movies is that you can't change the future, because the future still happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they they did more of them, and now they're starting it over, I think. They're completely rebooting it, which... it's uh, So the new one is a direct sequel to Terminator 2. Okay. So they're doing the Superman Returns thing where they're just ignoring like three they're ignoring and four. Three and four and is there a fifth one? Of Superman? No, of of Terminator. Oh. Terminator Genesis. Yeah, uh, Gen- isn't that yeah Genesis. Genesis yeah. with oh which one was Christian Bale? 
salvation doesn't matter these are all bad ones but we're rebooting a good one and it's gonna be great so let's get into our first segment called love it or leave it bj this is where we just discuss what we want to keep and what we want to get rid of now since we're we like like we've said we've never really adapted it for the for the stage let alone elementary school kids this will be an interesting an interesting feat. So for, just tell me, what do, you, what do you love? What do we have to keep for this reboot? Uh, a lot of the movements are unintentionally funny. Yes. It, the way the robots move in the, in the Terminators. Um, so the reason why this came to me in the first place was I used to be a substitute teacher. Uh, my dad had w- taught in middle school for like 40 years as a history teacher. Ooh. My best friend, Jackie, uh, is currently a teacher. Uh, she and I have a show that people can listen to over on the podcast page of my website. So. I like I had this visual of a really like chunky husky kid mm-hmm. run, running across the stage like the T one thousand. Love it, and uh, doing it like completely committed to it. Like this is his this is his moment to shine. You right. know? Like this right. is, and so that's that's something that we have to keep is is the way that the T one thousand runs, uh, the awkward manner that uh, Arnold speaks to everyone because he's trying to be cool and trying to connect, but yes. he he kind of fails at it throughout the film. Uh, those are really the elements. Plus, you know, I thought it'd be funny to do like the highway scene, but with like Hot Wheels <laughs> or, sorry, or something like that that they could use on stage. Or just like, they're in, like, they're in, like big wheels or power wheels, just, oh, just right. wheeling around. Those green machines. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So and remind. So the T one thousand, he runs because he's like the guy's planted up like super robot. Doesn't he run like he keeps his back like super rigid and like. Somehow yeah, so only moves his arms and legs. I think what people are probably more familiar with is Ned Flanders. Because uh, <laughs> they, they did a spoof on this in one of the Simpsons episodes where Homer's trying to get away from Ned. And Ned's got uh, two golf clubs in his hands. He starts running after Homer and he's got like the golf clubs out the same way the T-1000 does. Yeah. So you, might, so you might have seen that on the internet. But yeah, the way he runs is he's, he's got his arms out. It's like watching a weird ostrich. Right. Yes. Uh, if yeah, an ostrich had that. arms. Oh yeah, because that's uh, so. I remember in that scene, he's got like crowbar hands instead of right, stabby yeah. hands. Um, one thing I think a point of order we need to address up top is our, we're 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 creating this in mind for like a very uh, an elementary school with an incredibly high production budget, right? Or are we thinking very <laughs> low budget? No, it's got to be low budget. Okay, it's low budget. Stupid. Cardboard and stickers. Cardboard right. and stickers. Okay. So we love awkward Terminator movements and highway scene. I agree. Um, Frank, what do you love? So we're going to need to keep, we're going to need to find some way to keep most of the action without requiring miners to punch each other. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> yes. think. And so I think we just keep that in the back of our heads. Uh-huh. Um, okay. But we do, I do want to keep, this is tough, especially in a modern age. I want to keep all the guns. Yeah, I think we could just like, use Nerf guns, right? That'd be right, fine. Yeah. Nerf guns, yeah. Nerf guns are still culturally acceptable. Maybe there's some opportunity for cross-promotion. I don't know where we want to go Brought to you by Nerf, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do I think we should, like, I want to keep that biker bar scene, but we'll have to figure yeah. out the logistics of implying that an elementary school child is naked on stage. Uh, yeah. Maybe we just give him, like, a skin suit. I don't know. But like oh, a big, you know what? Like a big you, bush. Right. <laughs> like a big you cardboard bush that he holds up like a shield. <laughs> You could do the cardboard box. You could also do have them in a barrel. Oh, the barrel! Oh, good. the barrel! <laughs> barrel and suspenders. Barrel and suspenders is great. 
Um, okay, so then I want to... So we have to keep, obviously, I mean, uh, Sarah Connor and John Connor, because otherwise there's no movie, is... Is John Connor oh. a real baby? Oh, should we have John... So you're saying... Are you saying literal baby? Sarah Connor's going to be 12, is John Connor going to have to be an actual baby that... Do we need to like be... Someone's <laughs> oh, so this is my workarounds to that. Uh, Sarah Connor is played by one of the hotter teachers. One of the teachers. Is... Okay. Okay. And, then, uh, and that's how you get around that, because then you can have like a, a sixth or seventh mm. grader, or a sixth grader because it's elementary school. Yeah, uh, could be John Connor. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That, One of those works. drama teachers that's like weirdly way too into being in the kids' production herself. Yeah, <laughs> right. she's she's there. This is she still wants to break it into Broadway, yeah. but uh, this is this is her stepping stone. Okay, what what? How are we? I want to somehow keep Liquid Robot, but how are we going to achieve that with a low budget, high elementary school production? That is a great question. I have come we? up with. A... Okay, each each of the T one thousands form is played by a child wearing like a Halloween mask. Mm-hmm. Every time the T one thousand transforms, uh, stagehands throw a tarp over him. And then the other kid comes out in the new T-1000 form. Yeah, I guess this isn't as hard there as I go. thought it was going to be. Because he can shapeshift, which means you just get the other actors like they do in a real movie. And then if we want him to have hook hands, we just, like, put a, a cardboard prop over his face. They hands. sell those Wolverine toys. We can... They do. Yeah, we could just make a cardboard thing and shove it over yeah. his hands. So that's or like fine. Or the, like the Calvin Hobbes transmogrifier, where, like... He always conveniently walks into like a cardboard phone booth mm-hmm. and then just comes out as the as next a one person. Yeah, that's great. If we could like cast find a school with like quintuplets or something to be each each form of the Terminator, that'd be good. Yeah, that's just kind of on the front of the um of like the production package. It's like <laughs> warning requires quadruplets <laughs> <laughs> or very uh, or or Mission Impossible mask technology. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what you I mean, like if it's. So, uh, so to back up, like I, I was a theater director at the day camp. Good. Uh, and we had like zero budget. Like we had nothing to work with. So uh, we had to use sheets at one point. Very good. good. Just to be able to say, all right, well, this character doesn't really have an identity. So we're going to put the sheet over them. So I wonder if everyone who's performing as the T-1000 would just wear the sheet. We just never see his face. Like a, right. like a tinfoil space blanket. That's pretty yes. good. Yeah. That's pretty good. The T-1, that, that makes him almost scarier because he's, he's a yeah. faceless robot. The enemy right. unknown. Okay, I love it. Um. Okay, what do we want to get rid of about this? What can we leave behind, if anything? There have been episodes where we don't leave behind much, but I don't know if that's the case here. What should we not keep, BJ? Probably the ending. Uh, <laughs> Arnold going into the lava pit mm. uh, might be a little traumatic both for the audience and for the children. That is a good point. Uh, yeah, maybe they just all become friends. Yeah, though that would be awesome if they just like all high five each other at the end and go, "Oh, we're not worried about the future. What's the worst that can happen?" <laughs> Including the T one thousand. Does he like? Yeah. Well, yeah. The, well, the only reason the T one thousand was chasing them was because he he had hurt feelings. So then they help him probably. Oh, is this an anti like anti bully? An anti bully message. It could be. Okay. Be the T one thousand is a bully mm-hmm. who's just had his feelings hurt. Now I I wanna I wanna make sure we don't. This can't be like oh. a, a blaming the victim thing. Though. No, no. I mean, I, he probably thinks that they stole something from Dyson. This way, you could still incorporate the yeah. missing technology. Like they, he mistakenly thinks that they have something that they don't. Yeah. Okay. And then at the end, he goes, "Oh, you guys didn't have it, so I guess we're cool now." Yeah. Kind of like in uh, Ant Man the Wasp with Ghost. Yes, that's good. Yeah. Just hey, we uh we didn't have this thing. 
Um, yeah, we didn't have your Pokemon cards. Like, oh, Pokemon I'm sorry. Cards still? <laughs> oh, they're still. Oh yeah, they're still a thing. Somehow, like I don't. Defying all. Is there odds? Aside from Mickey Mouse, is there anything that has maintained that level of staying power? I guess Power Rangers, huh? It just blows uh, my I, mind that I was I around for the start of a thing that is still going. I mean, it went away, but I mean, I was thinking of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but that oh, that's also still, went away. It, but it also didn't. Like, they still got those toys. They got a new show. My, like, they've had consistent new shows going. My nephews love Ninja Turtles still. Really? Yeah. Like, it's still oh, wow. a thing. Uh, man, that's capitalism, I guess. Um, okay. Um, so we want to leave the ending. They're all going to have to be friends instead of one robot. Dying. Slowly, like this—he's slowly lowering self himself right. into yeah. lava. You don't melt in lava instantly. It's very good that he doesn't feel pain. Um, as far as we know. As far as we know, he's very good <laughs> at hiding it. If he does, if he does have pain. Correct. Um. Okay. Anything else we want to leave? Uh, I I really really want to keep the soundtrack. I I think it'd be hilarious to have kids singing Guns N' Roses. Yes. Uh. So we're gonna keep that. But so I have almost... like a chorus. Instead yes. of like, instead of just a, a playing on a stereo, I like that. I'm into that. I think that would be fantastic. I don't know what else I would I would cut though, aside from like maybe like the the invasion of the Dyson Tech building. Yeah, I think there's something just for plot and like you obviously. So this movie's runtime, it's like it's, it's at least long. two hours. Yeah, we, we you yeah. don't. No parent wants to see an an over sixty minute elementary school production, and sixty minutes is pushing it for elementary school. I feel like it's got to be yeah. real good. Um, like, I don't care 60 if you're... 60 minutes the, of, like, an intermission. Yeah. I don't care if you're, yeah. like, the best parent ever. You're going to get real tired of seeing elementary schoolers on stage after 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on into our next segment called When and Where... When. Where we talk about setting and genre. And I think... This, I mean, this is, we can kind of just skip over it. I feel like we already got our setting, which is, I mean, it's still Terminator. And then the genre is elementary school play, which I didn't, I'd never really considered as its own genre before, but I think we might be think might kind of pioneering the medium here. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I think, I mean, uh, unless anybody's got anything to add to setting and genre, we can just jump right into... Uh, I mean, I feel like the next segment we're also gonna have to skip over kind of quick. But well, um, hold on. There's because some of the some of the casting might be important because some of the we can't be important. we can't have Billy Harper play John Connor because he won't be able to pay attention for that long. That's true. We'll <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get there. For setting, uh, I like I love the idea of a chorus. Say, feel free to say no if we don't want to do this. But should this be a musical? Okay, so I know we talked about this a little bit through email. Um, so my, my only reluctance to making a musical is it's become a, a joke that in a lot of true. TV shows uh, where they're doing like X the musical, so like true. Life in Pieces. Uh, like the example I think I mentioned in the email was Life in Pieces was doing like Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs, the musical, yeah. uh, and it was all it was all kids. Uh, so I was kind of like, yeah, it's a funny joke, but I, I see it um, I see it a lot in pop culture now, so I kind of want to keep. Yeah, it that's a really good point. And I'm into that. It's been yeah, done. Let's just make it a play. It's. I feel like Buffy's the reason for that. Did Buffy do it first? The mu- their musical episode, and then every everything after yeah. that. Because there was even. I mean, there's an episode of Supernatural where they go to a high school and they're doing a musical about their lives. It's weird. Um, okay, so we'll keep it just a regular play, which I think. I mean, kids can handle that. That's fine. 
Um, okay, let's let's jump into our casting segment called "Who Can It Be." Who can it be now? Now, Frank, you mentioned some specific children. This is my question: Are we casting this for a specific place, or are we writing this to be distributed across any all elementary schools to be used? I think it's up to us whether or not this is limited engagement. If we can scout a elementary school ripe with talent, then mm-hmm. why not why not start it there? <laughs> so maybe we just need to talk about the type of kids we want for the main roles since we don't know who any of these kids are yet. Yeah, I mean, I would keep it open to every school because that's what's going right. to happen. Like, even if you did set out to have it as That's one how you school, get it to Broadway. Uh, te- exactly. I mean, like, teachers know other teachers. Like, we go to conferences with each other. Uh, we've got closed Facebook groups and other things where we're all talking to each other. So if you were to do it as like a one-off, it, it would not last as a one-off very long. Yeah, you'd have to have multiple schools doing this, kind of like how every school, every high school at some point will do like Seussical, a musical I've never seen, but I know about because every <laughs> high school does it. Yeah, they all do it. Um, okay, so let's let's talk let's talk main characters and just our archetypal children who will need for this um so first john connor 12 year old bad boy in the movie i think his hair was cool for the 90s because it was like long in front right. and in his face all the time no, his hair was so cool for the 90s so on the unfortunate equivalent of modern cool guy hair would be the man bun i think no i do you think i think we'll be past man bun i think i don't know i'm maybe i'm just hopeful that were past man bun. I mean, I kind of see, I kind of see man bun show up only in TV and films as something to make yeah. fun of. It's sort of like um, butt chugging, where it's not an actual thing, but the media jumped on it and, and almost made it. I'm into so glad a thing. that that's not real, because I, I I was not a, in yeah. the party scene as a as a child, awful. and so I saw those and was like, boy, am I glad I didn't go to any any parties? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it was just one of those like strange things. So. I mean, to me, it, John Connor doesn't necessarily have to be a boy. That's a good either. point. He could be uh, anybody Connor. Joan Connor. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't... I mean, Sarah Connor has to be a woman because... It's, yeah, it's the mom. I think that... Yeah, and plus it's also a pioneering, mm-hmm. strong female lead. Um, she's one of earlier examples mm-hmm. of that, so I think you'd be wrong to change it. For sure. Uh, but John Connor could be anybody. Right. A T-1000 could be anyone because it's got no face. And really, determine. Terminator could, could be, be anybody. anybody. You can make a robot look like anyone, and we're not gonna we're yep. not gonna put a kid in an Arnold mask on stage. That's just absurd. Well, we could now. Yeah, now now that I said that. <laughs> yeah. Now maybe, th- there's maybe. those Halloween costumes with like Batman or Superman muscles. Get some yeah. of that. The only the only way I'm yep. okay with this is if it's one if it is if he looks like a like a big head mode from a video game where like his Arnold head is clearly too big for his body, like a large bucket. You <laughs> like a large bucket, but it looks it has to look. It can't be a bucket. It has to look exactly like Arnold. It could. Uh, it could be a bucket. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I don't it want it to. Depends on how big the is body it... is going. So you're saying just like a bucket with sunglasses painted on well, it, and like, like a, one like red a... light yeah. coming out from behind one of them. You know the exoskeleton from Alien. Think about if we drape fake muscles over that, and then make it so that the bucket they wear is is in uh, in relation a normal size head. Are you talking about the ro- the loader robot? The loader Alien? exoskeleton, yeah. You want to put muscles on that? I, want to put I don't understand. On, on that. I don't understand get, how get that's the, relevant get to the, the kid Terminator. in there. No, no, no. Put muscles on it. Get the kid inside of it. The bucket head is the Terminator head. So you but now it's to... now it's proportional to the bucket. So you want us to prop out a robot exoskeleton body and put a muscle suit over that, and then put uh, just a bucket on it? Yeah. Well, and then there's a kid inside driving. Well, yeah. Interesting. Uh, obviously. 
Interesting. I mean, what you, BJ, is that feasible for the child's stage? Uh, <laughs> not if you're, like, in a cafetorium. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that would be the we only thing. PBC like, it. In... I mean, how big are you thinking, Frank? Yeah. Are you thinking, does it have to be, because, Frank, I don't know if you remember, but the loader from Alien is huge. It's, like, well, the size it, of ten men. it would men. be kid-sized. It wouldn't be aliens. Are size, You're right? picturing, like... Troy Barnes's costume from Community. Exactly. Thanks. So okay. So he's just got robot feet oh, and kind okay. of just like he's just got PVC yeah, yeah. directly around his regular. He turns body. from a twelve-year-old into like the size of a nineteen-year-old. Oh, so he would be very. I guess. See, this is a point of this is actually a thing. I, what would be better? Is it better for the Terminator to also be adult-sized or for him to be child-sized for this production? Child I size. think child-sized. Child size, but we just give him big sunglasses. I just want him to have right. a giant head on a regular body. So giant sunglasses is fine too. If we, I mean, every school's going to have a different budget, so I think we got to be open mm-hmm. to that. Minimum um, giant sunglasses, but minimum giant sunglasses. Yeah. So I, I, I'm all I'm all for the bucket. I, I also think like an oversized leather jacket. Yes, that like the, does not fit. It's like at his all. dad's leather be, jacket. Yeah, yeah, right. That's perfect. Would be fantastic. Um. Okay. So our John Connor kid. That's going to have to be a kid who. So John Connor is—he's not really the main character, but he kind of is. I can't re- like. So in order to match the personality that kind of seeps through for John Connor as a kid in the film, the person playing John Connor needs to be forced to do it by his parents. Oh, to just yeah. to just get that underlying. <laughs> to get I don't that really realism be here, yeah. Okay, I think that'll be fine. You know, Where just forcing like if, a kid to do if a thing he doesn't. Do. If he doesn't do it, he can't play soccer. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm into that. Find the kid. Like find the so find the best sports kid they got there and tell him if he doesn't do this, he can't graduate or he's gonna get held back. Getting held back is very <laughs> scary for an elementary school kid. Uh, I mean, I think it'd be scary for any kid, I guess, because it's a whole other year. Oh gosh. Well, at at that age, you know, I'm thinking like you could also go to the other extreme of like they are the drama kid. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they have to be John Connor. Like they have to be the center of attention. Right. Um, but I don't know if you really start to see that until like middle right. school. Yeah. In elementary school, everyone's still pretty chill. We don't, we don't get terrible until we hit puberty. And then it's, it's right. a long while after that till we, some of us get out of it, hopefully. <laughs> if ever. Um, yeah. So we'll, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give those two options. I, I think the soccer kid is the way to go because then you just get that. He doesn't have to pretend to be resentful. Like that's just right. the raw emotion right there. And he, that's that's one of the other things we're going to have to deal with is child actors are notoriously hard, not good actors because they're children and don't have a lot of experience. So I think essentially we're going to have to be tricking a lot of these kids into giving us the real emotions in a hopefully non-traumatic way. Yeah, method acting is, is not... Um, <laughs> I was trained in... Uh, yeah, like the, the whole Stanislavski school and all that. Like that was That's sort of my background, so... Yeah, it's definitely not for kids and not something they, they can grasp. Yeah. Even like, you just got to trick them. I, you know, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Or, or wind them up in some mm-hmm. way. We're going to have to put together kind of a, a director's commentary that kind of walks walks the, the drama teacher leading this kind of through like a Kubrick method of <laughs> tricking the real well, life actors into feeling the real life emotions we want them to carry over. Yeah, the Mendelssohn method. I think it'll be called after this episode. There you go. It's your legacy. I think that if the if the drama teacher is one of those drama teachers that thinks that like this is their Their this is their calling, and this is then they're definitely going to be like a monster on stage. 
to the to the kit. So yo, they'll be mouthing them their lines and, and directing. I think we we get that person to play Sarah Connor, and then that chemistry yes. does not go away mm-hmm. when the action starts. They have right. no reprieve emotionally. That teacher's going to be there the entire time. <laughs> just, this poor child. Just shouting at them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what kind of kid? What are we going to have to do to get a kid to play a robot? Oh, they'll all, they'll all do it. Like, that's have you ever met? Thing. Have you ever met a kid who did not want to play a robot? <laughs> yeah. Can we they, get a kid to play a confused, emotionless robot? Though, I think that yeah. See, the thing about robots or anything that that's like not human is that it doesn't matter what the specifics are. If you just say, "Can you go on stage and be a robot?" That's true. You will have a line out the door of like elementary school kids that don't want that role. That's great. And then we'll, we might have a bunch of Terminators who are inter- in, inserting a lot of, like, bleep bloops into their lines, which, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of okay with okay, that. Yeah. I, I'm all for it. I think it would have made the sequels better. Yeah. If, if Arnold was just, beep, boop, why do you cry? Uh, that's great. Um, I do want to get a child's voice saying things like, my CPU is a neural net processor. Yes. Um why do you cry is a good one come with me if you want to live will be iconic because like all the adults in the audience will that's that's when we hook them with that line right um so much so that okay some of the kids will probably just start saying it at other points in the in the production kind of once they see a reaction yeah because kids do that they do i would love to see sarah connor's like doomsday monologue at the end Yes. Oh my god. Unedited, like the full actual thing. Like we're not changing it for the kids. Like everything else about the kids stuff will be like kind of uh baby proofed almost. And then her mom like Like all the kids leave the stage, the drama teacher gets up front and gets her moment in the spotlight, literally. (laughs) That's right. It's just her. And then there's no like there's no like it doesn't end with a big like finale song where everybody comes out and bows or anything like she gives her monologue and then the stage goes dark and then the the house lights come up and the audience leaves. Yeah, have you seen I don't know if you guys have seen the the stage production of of Mice and Men? But no. it just it just ends like Letty dies, spoiler alert. It'll... Uh so you hear the gunshot and then it just goes dark and <sighs> that's the end of the production. So that's yeah. kind of perfect for this. That'll that'll be great. <laughs> Man, that'll be if we pull this off, so here's, I, I want to do this because it's a big risk, no, but no risk, no reward. But this is either going to be the best elementary school production ever made, or it will be very bad. And I think that that's, you know, if we don't, if we don't push the boundaries of elementary school plays, we, we shouldn't be doing this. So I think that's perfect. Um, okay, so we've got Sarah, Terminator, John. I mean, is there anybody else worth casting? The T-1000 is just going to be another kid who wants to be a robot, but have right, knife hands instead of a bucket head. Oh, yeah, multiple kids with, with those faces, the, the tinfoil over their faces. Yeah. So uh, here, here's, here's the thing, though. As far as the name, named characters in the movie go, there's only, like, three other ones in Terminator 2. Yeah, there's Dyson. And then, like, the psychiatrist guy, right? Right. And then... There's a psychiatrist. Oh, that- yeah, he's a therapist. And then his foster parents, who do get murdered. They do. We would have to keep that. Yeah. yeah. Do we'll people get murdered can... in this, or do they just get, like... Uh, we could push them off the stage. They get pushed yeah, off the stage. That's tasteful. good. Um, that's, that's typically how they get around it with, with kids. Yeah. Is they'll, yeah, it's just sort of a big, dramatic exit. Yeah, that'll be good. And so he'll have knife hands, but no one will get stabbed with them. He'll just push people with them. Yeah. Or maybe, has, maybe we, for, the, for the production, do we change his knife hands to, like... 
Hulk hands or something like big old boxing gloves. Oh, uh-huh. that's even better. Hulk yeah, just gets the big Hulk this is this is an arena that I did want to touch because at the very end when Arnold uses a grenade launcher to blast the T one thousand into the volcano. And he's got a lot of holes in him. Yeah, well there's and also the fact what's that gr- is that that grenade launcher is gonna be what, like a nerf football? No, no, they <laughs> right. got they got big nerf guns now, man. Do they? Yeah, well I mean maybe not that big, but they got um I mean these are elementary school kids, so you give them like they can just a like medium sized nerf gun. You just give them a medium sized nerf gun, and it looks like a grenade launcher in their hands That's because they're point. small. It's all about yeah. scale. They got they got nerf guns that shoot giant darts, so we just give him one of those, and he'll be good. He'll be fine. Um, and then, but the balls are foam, of course, and it the kid just falls off the stage. Um, or wait, no, because he they're going to become friends with the T-1000. Oh, so instead of shooting a grenade launcher, he passes him a basketball. I think they're still going to shoot Nerf guns at each other until they be- realize until that they're they friends. Until they realize they should be friends. Until they realize that both of their moms Although, named Martha. If if they're in one of those multi-purpose rooms that does so happen to have a basketball hoop. They will play basketball uh, at the end yeah. of the show. Yes, yeah. they That's, definitely will. Before I was, the Doomsday monologue. I was kind of coming around to that, which is that instead of firing a grenade launcher and then launching him into a vat of molten steel, maybe he passes him a basketball and they kind of play like a friendly one-on-one. Do we just, that's what I was going to ask, do we just, do we have, force the audience to watch a full game, like a first to 15 game of two seven-year-olds <laughs> playing a, one-on-one basketball. A protracted real-life game of horse. It is a <laughs> In which, if the, if the kid playing the T-1000 wins, they have to reset because the T-800 <laughs> has to win. <laughs> and, and I don't know if you've ever seen an elementary schooler try to play basketball, but about seven times out of ten, they're, the shot oh, doesn't even no, touch the net. This is, this yeah. is going to be so much better. I personally think what they have to do is, um, like they're you know they they take a shot or whatever, and the T eight hundred says, "If I make this, like, we'll just sit down and talk." So then the kid has to shoot the basketball, and then regardless of what happens, they both have to act like he just made the shot. <laughs> so he's gonna if he completely misses, they'll be like, "Wow, what a good shot!" Yeah, <laughs> like he's oh, I guess you win the bet. Nothing but net, even yeah. though it's like four feet short of the net. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Um, I like this. Okay. I think, I mean, there's, no, there's nothing really else for casting. We've just got the, the drama teacher who's too into it. She'll be Sarah Connor. The soccer kid who's forced to be in it. And then just any kid who wants to be a robot. And Anyone. then, of course, the chorus, which will just be all the rest of the kids in the music class. Right. Frank, we need to talk about, are Dylan and Cole Sprouse going to be in this somewhere? Because we do, like, yeah. we're, we, we like to have them where we, we can. We often bring them in anytime they're available. Do you think that we could get them to show up for a we could do elementary like a, school uh, production? We could do, like, a star reserved front row kind of thing where the, the Sprouses both. Just get them in the audience. Just get them in the audience, get them to hype it Maybe up. Maybe we could get this production made at their original elementary. Oh, do you think they went to school? They were child actors. Yeah, they were, they were almost certainly homeschooled. Because they they acted since they were like one, all right, nine. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll get we'll give them a call just see if they want to show up and maybe get them to do some press for it. Um, and then um, okay, let's get to the to the segment we've all been waiting for, which is let's plot this out in what's going on. What's going on? What's going on? So 
talk to me. I don't know how detailed do we need to get in our in our plotting. Do we need to go like beat for beat, but turn it elementary school? Or are we like? I think we probably just need to iron out which forty five minutes we're keeping of this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, so should we? The movie starts in the future. We it's mm-hmm. like a future battle where they establish we need to go back in time again. We see future John Connor. What does the future look like on an elementary school play? BJ, you've got some experience on the stage here. What does this look like? Uh, what there's there's what I want to do and what's what's realistic. Okay. Like what what I want to do is have a, one of those backdrops that you have to paint because you don't have yes. any money yep. as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have a whole bunch of like skulls, okay, like little cart- cartoony skulls yes. that are they're painted on it. Love it. Uh, and then have a kid kind of walk in like ah, and <laughs> pretend like he's stepping on them. Uh, that's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> it's the future. <laughs> oh, there's skulls everywhere. Are they yeah, are they like robot that's... skulls or human skulls? Because the Terminator oh, robots do look like skeletons. They do. It would have to be like robot mm-hmm. skulls. Um, I'm sure whatever teacher did that would be like fired immediately. Uh, I don't know if we made robot. him look cartoony enough. Yeah, I just principles are weird. That's true. <laughs> principles are weird. They 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 don't remember what it was like to be a kid or the fact that they saw and enjoyed Terminator. Exactly. So okay. what what's probably more realistic is we we just start with uh in the middle of the action of the the kid breaking out Sarah Connor. Okay. Okay, yeah. But we could do like a voiceover where someone just briefly explains in the future and they just have like a couple kids wearing jumpsuits. Yeah. And some kids dancing. have robot faces and some kids don't um and then we cut to yes yeah, kids breaking sarah connor out now that ha- the t-1000 shows up at the mental hospital right and then he's right. about to kill her and then arnold shows up and saves her right um so doesn't he like bust through a wall or something oh that'll be great with what? like like cardboard bricks and then they just kid just like walks through them <laughs> She's running one way, and then Ar- maybe I think Arnold actually just walks around a corner, and she sees him, and then she freaks out because he tried to kill her in the last movie. But so kid breaks her out. That's just gonna be a nerf fight, right? Like, how how should we do that? First, wait, we gotta have the biker bar scene. We gotta have Arnold coming from mm-hmm. the future. Give me, give me your jacket and your yeah, kid, uh, nerf kid and barrel. <laughs> that would be the first scene. That like, yeah, that would probably scene. be the first thing. That's good. So he shows up at um a juice a a juice bar. A big wheel, right. like a, he shows up at like a well, it can't be Toys R Us. Um, uh, well, it's, he go, he goes to the bar and he goes, "Give me a skim milk." Does he just show up at like <laughs> the park? He just shows up at a park during the middle of the day and like asks some kid's mom for a Capri Sun. That would be good. And then he takes and then he he takes the kids. Give me your dad's jacket. There is a park. There's a playground scene in the original movie, but everyone gets lit on fire. I don't think we <laughs> yeah. have the budget for that. So we won't do that. Okay, so we'll do... So he takes the clothes, cut to Sarah Connor in the mental institution. Which she's, would not be... The, which It would not be a mental... It would probably be like the nurse's office. Yeah, she, he's in the nurse. She's in the nurse's office. With a cameo and, by the actual school nurse. Right, yeah. yes. Oh, that'll be great. And the nurse is like, you need to stop telling these crazy made-up stories. Yeah, but she's, she's like, like... It's not made up. She's like only kind of humoring them and is like way overacting it. Like, you need to yeah. take your medicine. Just like... Yeah. <laughs> It'll be perfect. And then, um, so then the T-1000 shows up and he's just a kid with Hulk hands. Uh, and he's always dressed like a cop, I guess, because he is a cop in the movie. Right. Yeah. Although he would have to, that. they would have to sheet on him. Oh, right. He's just got the sheet on him. Yeah. He's just a yeah. nobody who has Hulk hands oh. poking out. 
Well, we could we could put a badge on the yeah, sheet. Yeah, like a badge on one of those okay. like one of those like like patrolman hats. Yes. Right. <laughs> oh, a robot. In order to in order in order um, to kind of help things along, does the front of the sheet just say T one thousand on it? Yes. I think it yeah. should. Maybe they're just wearing like a cardboard sign. Um, yeah, it's gotta because otherwise, the, every time they show up, like, one that of the ghost? cast members is gonna have to say, yeah. "It is the robot come to kill us." Look at his liquid body. Yeah. Um. Okay, so T one thousand shows up. Sarah Connor gets very scared. They run around the stage, mm-hmm. and then we do the chase scene. We do the so then we go to the highway scene, where oh. they're definitely on big wheels. Yes, and you know you've got Just, like kids holding cardboard for like the obstacles, and then they like move out of the way and. It's kind of like oh, it's kind yeah, of like homemade treadmill scenery where it's kids carrying cardboard. <laughs> oh, so they'll just be, they, they won't even be pedaling the big wheels. They'll just be sitting on the big wheels and having kids running stuff past them. Oh, oh that's even yeah. better. That's great. I love that. Um, so then Arnold is. Can we? If only there was a Nerf gun that you, that you can cock in such a in the cool way that Arnold. Yeah, with, with the one with the gun. one. Sh- I think some of the stunts will kind of have to be the safety versions. Yeah, so he'll just have to be shooting darts behind him while uh, John is getting chased, and uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, we'll we'll do it well. It will now pay the truck does ex- to the original scene. Yes. Now the bad guy's truck explodes at the end, so we'll just have like dude just drive throws off. confetti. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, have him drive off the side and have him throw confetti in the air. And the chorus like, just oh. shouts, "Boom." <laughs> What kind of the chorus is our soundtrack? So they're gonna be have to ma- be making this like the background music to this scene. Oh, so one of the things that inspired the, this choice in the first place was uh, the kids doing "Live and Let Die," the Guns N' Roses version, okay. by going da 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 da. And so you would have them doing that, doing doing like an acapella instrumental version of it. Oh, right. I love That's it. Good. Okay. That's great. And then, will that be the only song the chorus kids are just doing that the whole play? I think so, because it's only, like, it would only be 45 minutes, right? It's true. So, I I think that that's probably the only thing that they're going to learn and kind of master. Right. For such a short amount of time. So, yeah, that'd probably be the only song that they do. But it would be hilarious. It'll be really good. Um, Okay, so then he gets, they get away, and where do they go? Is this when they go to their warehouse and they, like, bond a little bit? Yeah, they would either see the bond, and then we would go right to the end. Uh, yeah, we go right, right to the that. end. So in that scene, we'll have to have like we'll have we'll we'll have our first introduction the the where John learns the main lesson of this play, which is what Be is cool. the lesson? Yeah. Be cool. <laughs> it's don't. Not everyone. People feel things that you don't feel. Maybe we need to we need to keep the part where he like cuts off his left arm and then throws it like a spear. He does that. Oh, the the T one thousand. The T one thousand. So he just like throws like like a cardboard tube or something. We can have that at the end, yeah, <laughs> for sure. He his Hulk hand just comes off and he throws it. Yeah, but he learns that like bullies. Here's the thing, though. So it's just to be candid. The, most anti-bullying messages are like kind of bullshit. Like they like like right. the the kid's not gonna suddenly be nice. Right. Most of them are about. Just if maybe if you talk to the bully, he'll be nice to you or go tell on him, which I mean, going and telling on him is the thing that you should do. But no kid's going to narc. No, I think what's what works here is that the T-1000 is just misunderstood. Yeah, I think that's what Uh, it has to be. Because he thinks that they stole something from him. 
So maybe it's John teaches the T-800 that in their bonding scene. Because in the movie, they're, like his whole thing in that scene is like trying to teach him how to be more human. And so maybe like the T-800's like, I have to kill the T-1. I don't know if he'd say kill in the elementary school production. But maybe he says something like, I have to fight him. Have he's bad. Yeah, I have to stop him. And John's like, have you ever tried talking to him? Maybe he's not so different from you. Maybe, like, he's a robot like you and can't express his feelings. And then he can, like, maybe he asks him about crying. But so maybe John is not as much of a little shit, just kind of a little shit still. <laughs> and then, I like that. But John, so John will teach the Terminator how to talk to people and to uh, be under empathetic, I guess. He'll teach him about empathy. And then the Terminator, then T-800 will use that to quote defeat the 1000 yeah and then he, and he then, puts his arm over the t1000 and they start walking away and then that's when the thumbs up comes out oh then they thumbs up oh does he nice very does he keep his thumb on stage while the rest of him is off stage and then very slowly like he exits stage. he exits stage left but just keeps his arm the entire time until it's just his thumbs up coming out <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, and then Sarah Connor comes out, and this is when the, the, the drama teacher, she's like, this is my time. And she yep. mm-hmm. she gives that monologue, and it's rough. Like, it's going to be weird, I think. <laughs> it's got to be. Uh, and then the cast doesn't come out afterwards, which will be, I think that'll be bold. Like, what are we, are we missing anything here? We, we kind of. The game of horse. Oh, right. Game of yeah. horse. Yeah. We have to have the game of horse because so that's that's brilliant. This is gonna be just a kid in a bed sheet playing a game of horse with a kid wearing, wearing possibly a, a bucket. Possibly a bucket. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very. Do much we bring a Nerf this. hoop up on stage or have them leave the stage and go over to like have parents move the chairs <laughs> and like? Do. I think it depends on what kind of room they're yeah. in. If like yeah. like BJ said, if they're in a like a multi-purpose room, we'll just put the stage where the basketball game would be. So the kids can play it, but otherwise, like we might have to just bring just up like a nerf hoop. hoop. You've got the the stage kids who are all dressed in black and walk in that funny crouch that makes them more noticeable when they're removing props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like every stage hand does. They're like, you can't see me. I'm like, well, you're making it weirder now. Like now, I can yep. very see you. <laughs> um. Okay. And then it, I think I mean. So then we got the game of horse. Then they're friends. Then Sarah Connor comes out and ruins everyone's mood. Yeah. And then I think then Lin Manuel gets this made into a Broadway production. Like he's there, we become famous. The Mendelssohn method is adro- adopted in schools throughout the country, as it should be. As it should be. This is gonna be big. Okay. Um. I think I think we just made a play, guys. I think. I think so. Our names on the on the credit. Um. So. This next segment is an audience favorite. This is something we've started doing, BJ, where we come up with a good food pairing for the thing we created so what's what's what kind of snack should people be eating when they see this great elementary school play and also what flavor of mountain dew should they drink oh jeez. <laughs> uh well it have to be code red okay uh to go along Terminator. with the red bucket yeah and the red bucket. i love it uh for I, i'm not sure on a snack um because what happens is when you have elementary kids you're, you always have one with like an allergy to something that just ruins it for everybody else. Yes. So it's hard to be like, oh, well, you could come in with sheet cookies because there's going to be that one kid who's got like a stupid allergy. <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure. I'd the... Would you give him like orange slices? 
Yeah, I think that would be fine. I mean, like, this is my experience actually working with kids uh, coming out and being like, oh, man, that's anytime that food is involved with children, it's a nightmare, especially now. That's true. What if the kids don't get it? What if it's just, just for the, for the parents? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, you still definitely do Code Red. Um, or you could do, like, Red Jello. Oh, Mountain Dew Red Jello. And, that would, or just Jello and Code Red. Just red that everything. Would be cool. Some kind yeah, of like okay. code red non-alcoholic jello shot. <laughs> or maybe it gets a little maybe bit alcoholic and we just don't tell anybody. <laughs> Make sure none yeah. of the kids have it. Although, ooh, yeah, this no, we can't do that. Non-alcoholic. You can't put you can't put jello in a school and tell kids they can't have it. That just won't work. They're gonna they're gonna try to have it. That dog won't hunt. <laughs> Okay, um, so yeah, we'll do we'll do Jello and Code Red, and everybody can have it. All right, I mean, I think I think that's gonna do it for us. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, BJ, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really like this was great. I hope you had fun. This was great. I loved it. Where can where can our listeners find your stuff? Oh, uh, I have a ton of stuff, but it's all at bjmendelson.com. I got comic books on there. I got a self-help comic that just came out called The National Story of Minor Significance. I've got a podcast about uh, privacy and what's done with your data. And if you want a free copy of my first book, social media is BS. Uh, There's a free PDF copy that's also on the contact page. So all my stuff is at bjmendelson.com. Awesome. Well, if uh, for, to our listeners, if you like the show, please give us a good rating and review on iTunes. Let's make this. Let's let's spread this play. Let's somebody make this play. There's got to be at least one elementary school teacher listening. Please make this happen. And I don't care where you live. Frank and I will fly out to watch it. <laughs> if you know anybody who you think would like the show, please tell them about it. That would help us out a whole lot. So until next time, I'm Scott Owen. I'm Frank Sarah. And BJ, we always end the show with uh, a password for our users, uh, for our listeners to get in next week. So if you would provide us our password for this week. Sheetrock. Sheetrock. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent.